Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management, product marketing, and other market and data-driven professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Marketing and Product Strategy at Pragmatic Institute, and your host for this episode. Today, I am very excited to have with us Jennifer Romanowski, Senior Product Manager at Ford Direct. Welcome, Jen. Hi, Rebecca. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, we're thrilled to have you. All right. Let's help give a little context to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about Jen uh, and and how you got to the role you're in today. Oh, yeah. So a little bit about me. I have been building software uh, since 2006, before I think a lot of the industry was even calling folks product managers. So I've been doing it for quite some time. And around 2016, I was working for a company before uh, Ford Direct, and we had been growing. Uh, we'd been, you know, venturing into different verticals and went to my CEO and president at that time and said, we need some formal way to be able to continue building software. It was, we felt like Priorities were constantly changing, didn't really know if we were building the right things. And so I had asked around to a couple of people that I saw just representing product management fabulously. And lo and behold, Pragmatic was introduced. And so back then I went ahead and, you know, championed for myself and the folks that were product managers at the time reporting to me to go ahead and get trained. And so walked out, right, three days, took the first three, you know, so it was foundation, focus and build and walked out just like mind blown, mind absolutely blown, you know, light bulbs going off here. I, as you know, I, I believe that I was a really good product manager, but now not only did I have this entire framework to really do product management, I now knew how to bring other product managers into the organization and help them be phenomenal product managers. And so I was super excited, ecstatic. Um, Unfortunately, at that time, we just, we were not in the position in that organization to really adopt an outside in approach. And so I had a real big soul searching to do because I was excited about this new way of doing product and eventually decided I wanted to venture out. So I, I found my way through Ford Direct, you know, over to Ford Direct and lo and behold, have just have, you know, I believe been a rock star because of the pragmatic foundations. And finally, just over a year ago was asked to help the entire Ford Direct organization adopt the pragmatic framework and to get all of our product managers, uh, you know, in rock star shape. So yeah, that's that's how it's a little bit about me, where I came from and, and why I'm sitting here with you today, Rebecca. Well, I love just about everything you said there. So that's awesome. Before we dig in a little bit deeper on all those things, tell me a little bit about Ford Direct. What about this company? You know, what does Ford Direct do direct do? And then what was it about it that made you think this was gonna be a place where you could really like spread those wings and practice that sort of outside in focused product management? Yeah, that's a great question. So first off, Ford Direct is a joint venture between Ford Motor Company, right? The big gigantic global company that we all think of when we think of Ford and all of the dealerships within the United States. Uh, I'd had my eye on Ford Direct for quite some time because literally their headquarters is about three and a half miles from my house. And 
knew what they were doing, kind of knew a little bit about them. And so when the opportunity popped up, uh, you know, through a recruiter, I decided to have that conversation and, you know, they're building marketing technologies with Ford on, you know, on, you know, with the dealers. And to me, it was just like all of those little tiny buzzwords when you're in an interview, like what they're saying and what they're doing and, and, and how they're trying to change. Then when you look at what Ford has really been doing over the last couple of years, um, if anybody happens to follow the Ford story, you're going to recognize that uh, Elena Ford is leading a part of the organization, a Ford Motor Company called the, you know, the, the CX group, the consumer experience. So there was just all of these signs that were pointing to like Ford and then even Ford Direct really putting more focus on the customer. And when I asked about any type of formal framework or anything of that nature, um, the response that I got was Ford Direct was evolving and was really looking to adopt a more product-driven approach to what they were doing. And so my light bulb went off, my spider sense got you know tingly, and I said... I think this is a really good opportunity to at least, you know, get my feet in there and see what's going on, right? So that that was that was why I ended up choosing Ford Direct. And, and lo and behold, once I came into the doors and found out and started working with a lot of people, um, it was needed. I mean, I was getting really f- fabulous feedback on my approach and the way that I was doing things and 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 some of the questions that I was asking, uh, and around, it would have been, so I, I just confirmed this, uh, summer of 2019. So we're almost talking about two years ago. I'll be with Ford Direct for three years this summer. But in a year after, uh, we get a new VP of product, right? We get a new VP of product. And here's me with my little like pragmatic background in my back pocket, just looking all good. And he's standing up in front of the entire product team and he's saying these things and he's talking and he's making these comments and I'm like, Hmm. And he's like outside in and I'm like market driven, you know, and I'm like leaning in and I'm like, what? So I pull him aside afterward. I said, I, you talked about a couple of things and I'm curious and you, you made comments about some training. I, I'm what, what are you talking about? And he's like, I'm familiar with this product framework called pragmatic. And I was just <laughs> like, you know, the, the, the skies opened and the angels sang and <laughs> it was great. It was, it was, I, you know, it was to me, talk, I validated, right. My decision right there yep. to step into the organization. So uh, shortly thereafter, not only did we have a VP of product, but uh, well, it was almost, I guess, maybe almost a year later, our VP of marketing came in, same thing, pragmatic background. So talk about this absolutely like perfect conglomerate, you know, your leadership with product, your leadership with marketing, both having the background. Oh, and it, it's just, it's an exciting place. And, you know, I'm, I mean, validated every single day that the decision to accept working with Ford Direct was the right, right decision for my career. So that's awesome. And it was so great too. there, like they, the signals they gave you in your interview, they meant them, right? Because they've continued to invest in that kind of transformation. And it is a transformation, right? You came in, you clearly demonstrated and showed sort of like, what is this approach can do? And it was really attractive to people and they brought in more people, but uh, you know, it'd be great if these kind of things happened overnight, but they do take time, right? Yeah. So you guys have spent now, you know, a, a years transforming. Can we like talk a little bit about what that's been like and the transformation 
Um, like, did you guys sit there and think, okay, we're going to really transform to market driven. Let's like map out what this takes, or was it just like, let's, let's do little pockets of examples. You know, I don't know that, I don't know that it's an either, or I think it's a little bit of both, right? I think it's a little bit of both. And so we started, it's literally been a year since I've been walking down this path for the company. And so we had started, uh, you know, probably about six months after the VP of product began. And I knew he was interested in pragmatic and pragmatic started foundations online. And I, you know, I'm like, Hey, 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 look, it's online. Like, let's get a couple of folks in here. And so he did, um, he brought, I, I can't remember the number, but I think it was like anywhere between five and seven folks through the online, uh, or like, I think it was the first month that you guys introduced it. Yeah. Even. I think it was that first month. And so it was, it was a little bit until we could all get back together. And so last year around this time, we finally revisited and he asked, he asked, you know, I love it because we, you, you use the like techniques that you discover through pragmatic and you validate again. Right. So he's like, what do you guys think? Does this seem to be valuable? Does this seem to be a good, good thing? And everybody was resounding. Absolutely. Yes, we need this. We please like begging, please bring us something, you know, into the organization to align us all. And it was at that particular point that he said, okay, who's going to, who's going to lead this? He's like, I'm the, the vice president. Cool. But somebody else has to come on board and, and champion this. And uh, unbeknownst to me, a couple of people, you know, had, had tossed my name in the ring. And I was like, so ecstatic about it because of like, this is a big deal for me, like bringing people and helping people become really good at something is a personal passion of mine, right? This is just a personal passion. So we started, there was a small group of us that really started and started talking about what this was and what it was going to take. And I am this is not my first rodeo of change management. I've brought other changes into the organizations that I've worked into the past. And so there's approaches that you take. And so you say, did we map everything out? No, I mapped out a couple of goals, right? And one of those first goals when we talk about transformation is getting your leadership team on board, getting your leadership team on board. And so that was the number one first thing that we did last summer, you know, after we all talk and kind of like, discussed some of the challenges that we would have and we got the leadership on board. So we brought in pragmatic and did the executive training. Uh, I think it was last September was when we finally managed to get all the ducks in a row to be able to do that. Right. And uh, at that same exact time, I, you know, I sat with that group and I said, I, you know, I was like, okay, we're real close to this, right? Like we're close to product. I said, does the rest of the organization think we need help? Right. Does the rest of the organization think we need to get better at building product? I'm like, because if they don't, then this is going to be a real hard change management project. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do right? they see the problems? Do they see the opportunity? Yeah. Either do they way. See, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do they see the problems? Do they see the opportunity? So at the same time, we're getting the ball rolling with our executive leadership to get them on board, we go ahead and start interviewing internal team members and find out, right? What are their thoughts? How are they feeling? And we're getting the rumbling like, yep, yep. We did this yellow, green, uh, red, yellow, green light. What do you think? How, you know, and uh, everybody put us in the like red and yellow. So then we did a company-wide survey and we got more details back from them. 
and said, you know, really where are, and to create that baseline too, because if we're going to go ahead, I am, I'm almost dedicated to this initiative, right? I am almost like 75% focused on all of this. So we're going to dedicate resources, time, energy, money. We're going to train people. If we didn't have a baseline to know where we came from, uh, that would have been a failure in, on, on our side. So that was where it all started. And from there, it's been what I would say, kind of this really like learn and adjust approach since, right? So we got a, the executive team. Then we started to look at the actual team members, the roles, take the framework itself and really say like, what are the, like a gap analysis, but in a, uh, in a real like, in that real true, like practical application, like what are we really doing here, folks? Can we really say that we're, you know, not this like fluff of, you know, pretending we're doing these roles, like these real hard conversations of, are we doing this? Are we not? Are we good at this? Or are we not? And realizing, you know, that there's a lot of opportunity ahead of us to continue uh, to train, uh, to talk, to live this different way. We've, we've, we've emphasized this the entire time uh, that this is not a, it's not a process. It is a mindset change to how we approach business. And finally, after a lot of that exploration in January, we announced it to the entire company. I stood, well, I sat behind a computer screen <laughs> and, and was able to talk about one of the most exciting topics that I personally think I could talk about, which is bringing pragmatic into the entire organization. It's so much good stuff. So there's, I think uh, one of the things that's so exciting about hearing your story, Jen, is so many of the things that you talk about that you did are consistent. I hear consistently from those clients who really get it and really start to make change, right? It's a champion, right? You, you're going to have a, a someone who's got the, the wallet that we could open, right? And we've got lots of people that go through training. But those organizations where it really works have a champion or a kind of a, a team of champions who are doing that translation layer, who's keeping us honest. It's so critical, uh, as is the leadership team. We've certainly seen it work without, right? Okay. Uh, but it's, it is a wonderful thing when there's alignment with the leadership, there's backup there. And not only just because then there's product and leadership alignment, but that leadership team, of course, is very cross-functional, right? And when you're talking about being market-driven, it is not just a change to the product team. It really is a change to the organization culture. Yeah. And I think that those, those, that, that is so great when you're able to, to get them to kind of understand and see and get excited about it. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And, you know, so after introduced to the organization, I literally went through every single department and had a what's in it for them. Yeah. What's in it for them? Why is it important that we do this? Why does, why, why does finance care about product changing the way that they approach building product? Why does technology, right? Why does our legal team, why does HR care about it? The whole nine yards. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's, a it's a change, but especially because Ford Direct itself is somewhere around, I think, 450 team members, you know, give or take 50, uh, depending upon, I guess, maybe who you ask. Um, 
and and so to not to to not have done that with a medium sized organization would have been like you would have there would have been questions out there 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 would have been questions out there there would have been people wondering and and potentially even people creating barriers or friction around the changes that we wanted to make smart again that translation for what's in it for them because i think sometimes as product people like like I, I did the same thing. It took the training in 2005 and I was like, oh yes, I get it. Oh. And then it just became so almost like, I'm going to say apparent, but then you just becomes like, obviously this is the right thing. Uh, and so you just start kind of marching along. And sometimes you forget that, it, you know, it's obvious for you for different reasons, but if you're not bringing those groups along in a way that relates to them. Like they don't, they don't think about products all day long. They don't dream about market visits. I don't know why not, but they don't, right. <laughs> They're a different group. So, but, but I think that translation thing is, is a really, again, a really smart choice in order to make the type of change that it really uh, not only allowed the product team to change, but to allow those changes to really have an impact within the organization. Yeah. We have, you know, historically Forward Direct has, has completed a lot of technology products. So we have this incredible technology team that has been there to deliver, a, deliver for us the entire time. And now, now as we are introducing this product team in and increasing the skill set of the product managers within the organization, it's really truly representing that partnership of let us go identify the problems. I mean, this was my, this is my favorite conversation is with technology, right? Let us go find the problems. Let us validate that the problems are prevalent enough for you to go out and do your magic and solve so that when you show up every single day, you know that the work that you're spending to develop the time, effort, and energy and the projects that you're actually working on are valuable and they're going to go to market and they're going to be successful. And we all get to high five and not feel like I remember in my past life, I, this is, this is it. I remember in my past life, I was, I was, I, we were still a small company at that point and I was leading our technology team. And I had one of my technology managers, you know, like expressing extreme frustration. They keep changing things, right? I'm doing this over again. We just delivered that. And now they want us to redo it. Like how, like, and so I say, you know, I jokingly said to him, I'm like, you know, you've got a guaranteed job, right? If, if they keep wanting to change things, if they're like, if they don't want to trust in the process, then, you know, job satisfaction for you. I said, I know it sucks, but I mean, man, those are hard conversations to have with the technology team. When I know for a fact that engineers love to feel the success in the market, just as much as, as us product folks, just as right? much. The rework kills them, the changing priorities so nothing gets done. A product that doesn't see the market, oh, you are spot on. Mm -hmm. the, the thing they love and get excited about is a product that rolls out yep. and done. And I think sometimes we forget yep. that, right? That they like the action of code. No, they like what yeah. they create and seeing it succeed. And, and getting them to understand that this process change makes that more attainable is powerful. So I've got to share a, a little side story. I mean, I, on that, I have, I do manage one product still, right? I still manage, I was managing six up until the end of the year and then they flipped 
kept me on one. And so last night was a pretty big deal. If anybody follows Ford Motor Company, there was a vehicle that launched and my product has to respond to an increase of website. So last night between like nine, 10 and 11, there's a, a chat going on of like, look at this, our response time, it's stellar. And I'm just, you know, nice. I'm like, I'm sitting here so proud. <laughs> like, proud. yes, we were, <laughs> you know, because that's it. That's it. They have a product that is in market. We've done a fabulous, phenomenal job building that solution. They know it's the right solution. And it responded wonderfully last night to an increase of, uh, I mean, a, a magnitude of, of traffic within like an hour span. So, I mean, yeah, awesome. it, it, it was great. So one of the other things that you talked about was the baseline. Uh, and this, this is, I gotta say, this is, this is above and beyond what I see often in that. And the survey of the organization, how was that emotionally for the team to kind of put that out there? Oh man. I, so I think depending upon who you ask, you're going to get a different response to that. I love the, I I'm, I'm slightly twisted. I love the bad news. Right. Bad news tells me I've got all the opportunity in the world. Right. If we if it was delivered back and it was like, no, you guys are awesome and great and stellar. And, you know, just tweak this little tiny thing over here that I'd have been like, mm, that doesn't seem fun and exciting. <laughs> you know, that doesn't seem like a lot of, uh, you know, amazing thing for, you know, for me to do. Um, we talked about it. Some of it was was a little rough to take, right? You know, you want to believe that you are doing a good job and that you are in a good position, um, you know? And so some of it was a bit rough, but I think for the most part, it was that, it was that validation that all of us were already feeling and just never really talking about, right? It was that validation of, of truth around, there is an opportunity for us to get better here. And it's not just us feeling this, right? It's, it's all of us. And it did, I'll tell you this, right? Even though it put, it gave a, it lent to a conversation around the disconnect between product and our marketing, like our sales, our sales enablement folks in a way that I don't think we, we had yet really wanted to face. And so that to me, you know, it was, a, it was a bit uncomfortable in some regards. The emotions were a little bit like, what are we really going to hear? But I'm all about the truth. That's one of the things that I love about the framework is that it takes the ego out. When you start looking at data and you start looking at the problem and you start looking outside of yourself for really what those problems are, regardless if it's like this internal approach to what we were trying to do or literally outside with an entire market because you're trying to sell something, um, it, that, if you can leave that ego at the door, it makes it really easy to have these conversations, right? It really does. And I think it, it speaks a lot uh, also to the culture you must have at Ford Direct, uh, where there was both trust enough to send it out and not, and, and feel like it wasn't like uh, this is being done just to, you know, beat ourselves up, but also the trust for those who responded to feel like they could be honest uh, and it would be productive and not, oh, you gave us a red, well then down with you, right? you're a red or red, right? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I think that, that that speaks to, well, it doesn't mean there wasn't without some emotional pieces. That does speak, I think, very highly of the, of the culture that's there. Yeah, we, 
organizationally have made a number of cultural change over the last couple of years. So I think our culture was really aligned for the opportunity itself. And then this last year, one of our, our strategic goals has been to it literally is operational excellence. And so it's not just, it's not just even the product team. And we have every single team and department within the organization that is looking inwards at themselves and saying, how do we become better? Because if we are becoming better, if we're moving towards a more, you know, diverse and inclusive culture, if we're moving towards a more open and honest culture, if we're, you know, really embracing the core values that we've we've created which is like accountability and integrity and trustworthiness if we're embracing and living those things on a daily basis uh then we should be getting better and and you know who's going to benefit all of our customers every single one of them right and so that that was it does it says a lot about the culture that we were able to do that that we got the honest feedback that we got the open feedback but i i really think that the organization, you know, putting their money where their mouth is, so to speak, right, and bringing in somebody to focus on this and adopting a framework and doing formal training. And, uh, you know, I've actually started monthly lunch and learns that I go deeper and I apply, you know, the pragmatic framework to our organization and, and, and these, these to me are all things that are, you know, it's, it's not just us taking a survey, it's us taking action on it. Well, and I think that that was going to be the next thing. So you talked uh, brilliantly about, you know, sort of setting it up for success, getting the buy-in that we needed uh, within the organization, across the organization, in the executive session. But I think this is this next part where you're talking about lunch and learns. It's, this is not like you go to training and all is perfect. Uh, and we're done, right? I mean, it's it's about implementing it, and it's about keeping our keeping the concepts fresh and ourselves honest, right? Uh, and focused. So, can we talk a little bit about uh, as you're rolling this out, what does that look like? What are the things you're putting in place to to help it really stick uh, within yeah. the organization? Yeah. So I would say it's kind of a three-pronged approach there, right? We've got the formal training. We've been talking about that. We got all of our product leaders through it. We'll get the rest of the product managers through it by the end of June. And so that's that That to me isn't even the three-pronged approach. That's the formal training. And that's the a big checkbox that says we've, we've completed some training. The three-pronged approach includes the lunch and learns. So throughout the entire year, every month I'm conducting a lunch and learns from like deeper into like, how do we identify market problems? Yesterday's was we use our, our uh, task management software for our development team is Jira. So how do you, how do you prioritize a backlog for the development team in Jira, right? Next month is like, how, how do you build a quarterly roadmap, right? And we're going, we're going to go to buyers and users. We're going to be, what do you do when ideas come up? We're going to go through every month and have a topic. So that's, that's one of the prongs, right? Another one that we have done is we've, implemented office hours. So there are two hours every week that folks can bring to office hours, any type of questions, comments, concerns, I'm trying to do this. How do I do this? How does this operate? And they can, we can literally have a conversation, not just about pragmatic, but how pragmatic fits into our overall organizational processes. So how do I bring the pragmatic mindset into uh, our, we, we have a stage gate process to get approval on something. How do, how do I bring, how do I do market research? How do I, you know, this, this one that's happening right now is 
well, how do I go talk to all of the dealers and, and get out into the market? And so they're able to, like our product managers are able to bring into the office hours, these questions, these concerns, or these problems that they're facing for us to be able to go add them to a, our own backlog and figure out how we help solve them for it. Right. So that's that second approach, right? So we've got the uh, lunch and learns, we've got the office hours. And then the third is what I'd say is a little bit more passive approach. I am writing. So I'm starting to blog. And every week I've got 30 minutes set aside of all of, you know, I have a list of, I think, 17 different questions that I've been asked, you know, repeatedly or more than once. And I'm just writing. Here's the approach, right? Here's a way to look at it, right? Here, here's how you can handle that to hopefully even drum up some of the conversation. Um, so that's the three-pronged approach. I will tell you the fourth, and I, you know, I, I should have said this because we just talked about it this morning. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make sure that they're all involved in the pack now. Mm, nice. Right. We're going to make sure. So I've got, uh, I've got the little note, Georgina, if you listen to this, hopefully I've already talked to you. Otherwise, um... (laughs) I know (laughs) otherwise uh, you might want to come tap my shoulder, but you know, making sure that we've got folks in there, they know it's available. They know, I mean, the community itself, I've, I've listened to webinars. I've done the little sessions that we, that are available, I think once a month, you know, to kind of chat the round tables. Uh, And so that's the, that's it. I think with those four, right? Literally regular basis, this monthly lunch and learn, these office hours on a weekly basis, the articles that I'll start writing, the blog posts, you know, hopefully, I don't know that that'll be enough, but I think that's definitely enough for me to get out there and start learning on what's working and where, where are the gaps at that I may need to continue to fill in information. And it's, it's a great multi-prong approach, right? You've got the lunch and learns, which are sort of overt planned translations of the concepts for this environment right? You've got the office hours because it can be hard for people to ask questions, right? And it can feel really formal if they're like, Jen, may I set up a meeting because I have a question, right? Like you have to reach like a different level of I need help than just be like, hey, popping in, just thinking, Jen. Uh, Particularly if you've got, you know, some of your team, if if we're not together located, right? It can be much harder. So I love that. Uh, and And the blogs and writing, I think are also good because One of the things that can be difficult when you're going through a transformation is some of that documentation pieces gets forgotten because everyone there was here and listen, but that makes it super hard as you know, you're, you're past this when you're in month six, when you've got someone who starts in eight months, right. Having them be able to access some of this. I got that one. I got that right there. So talk with our director of our organizational learning the beginning of this week, because that has been my, I'm like, oh, snap, right? We're going to send the rest of our team through training. What happens if new folks join? What if happens if people change the teams? And I'm like, oh my goodness, like Mm -hmm. how, you know, so we are, we're adding into like our learning management record of whether or not you have taken foundations or are certified. So that'll be set up within our own learning management system. So when new people either join the team or join the company, they'll be asked to, to provide that. And then we've got a record that people actually need the formal training. And all of those lunch and learns are going into our learning management system to be oh, part smart. of onboarding moving forward. Oh, love it. Love it. Yep. Love it. And then the, and the reason I like the PAC, and obviously anyone listening will know that I am, I am partial to the pragmatic alumni community and, and, the, and what Georgina's built, 100%. Uh, but I think it's nice too, because I think the translation to your own environment is so key. But I think sometimes within our own environments, we get, it can be hard to think of the solution that's multiple steps away from what we do, 
right? And that change of perspective, the ability to talk to others who are having the same problem in an entirely different company culture piece sometimes opens up new ways of thinking. And it also sometimes it's there is comfort in knowing that other people struggle with this and that oh, actually, yeah. hey, we might be more ahead than some people or, or in some spots. And I think there's there is a great ideas and there's a level of comfort and camaraderie that can come with that. No, I, I agree. And I think that's why I, I, you know, when Georgina first introduced it to me, I, I was super excited about it because I'd looked at all the resource stuff. I'd opened it, I downloaded it, I've read it, but you know, the community aspect and being able to talk to people or pop a problem in and be like, how are you approaching this? How do you handle this? Right. Um, that those are that's priceless. That's priceless. That, that, that to me, you know, was, you know, to uh, Georgina's Hornet for that one was a huge addition yeah. to, uh, you know, pragmatic and the offering, because that's the stuff that's going to keep people coming back around and wanting to be a part of all of what pragmatic offers. Right. And like, I, I, yeah. And some people don't have a gen right? Some people don't work in a company where there's not a Jen who is spearheading this and they feel particularly alone, right? I meant like, think of Jen version one who left the training was like, woohoo, and went back to the office and was like, ooh, just me, huh? Hmm." Uh, (laughs) I mean, I I think there's there's great value in, in, in both settings, so. Yeah, it's always better to, even if you're dealing with problems or struggling or frustrated, sometimes to your point, it's better to know you're not the only one that's experienced it. All right. My last question for you, Jen, in, uh, uh, at the end of the year, if you look back and think, man, this project so far has been really successful because what? Because like or, what will you look what, at and say, what's my definition of success? Yeah. Yes. Are you asking a product manager what their definition of I, success I is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I've already, I mean, I could give you the, the list of success measures that I've already defined, but for me personally, for me personally, I think that there's two of them. Um, and that is we have a, the onboarding is set up, right? And we know that every single product manager that comes into the organization is going to be set up for success, whether they have been introduced to Pragmatic before or not, right? So that to me is a huge, huge deal because that means I don't, you know, that means it goes on, it goes on and it goes on. The second is that our entire product portfolio has roadmaps for 2022 and all the way up from the beginning of till 18 months after, and the entire organization is aware of what's on those roadmaps. And our product managers have the confidence to speak to the business around what is on those roadmaps and why there are things on it and why there are things not. Yeah. That, 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 that will be, I mean, mic drop, right? Love it. Love it. Jen, it was a blast. Thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, It was a pleasure. All right. That does it for today's episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career. 